0: the brick house podcast we're back I'm Andrew Pissarro, alongside my favorite musical savant my favorite person from Queens
1: what's up Joe Brennan how are we doing today minus the anxiety of a possible civil war I'm okay although I am a little butt hurt with you I'm, I have a bone to pick with you oh yeah yeah I'm what, tight what? I'm tight you forgot to mention a mr scarface was on your block shout to my little friend you're my older brother and I love you but don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again.
0: Uh yeah. Well, that that kind of uh, well. First of all, welcome back to the House Podcast, start of 2021. Last episode of the season. Very happy we made through through season three. Another good season. Uh, arguably, I think this was our best season. We didn't really do guests this season like we wanted to, but adapting to the world around us. Well, very proud of that. But let's start the episode with with top of the queue and Joe just teased it on Boys Without Pacino.
1: I wouldn't go that far.
0: I mean, I would. He hung out on my block almost as much as you did in 2020. That's not fair. That's definitely yeah, not fair. But
1: she. He didn't sleep on your couch. That's
0: true. I, I also kind of feel like we broke 2020 into two phases. No one remembers anything that happened prior to COVID happening.
1: Do you remember like the first two and a half months of 2020? Because I don't. Uh, no, I remember most of it. It's just, yeah. You were having a drinking, drinking problem at the time. I knew you were blacking out like every other Thursday.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. I got Amazon Prime, or I didn't get Amazon Prime, but because of Christmas, my parents were like, oh, order stuff to the house on our Amazon Prime, free shipping. And I was like, oh, bet. And now I have Amazon Prime video because my dad's paying for it. And so I just slid that code right into my Xbox. And so I can watch Amazon Prime all the time. And there's a show that I'd heard about on Netflix a while ago because it was actually filmed on my block, and that would be Hunters starring Al Pacino. And yes, they the one of the main characters, Grandmother, who's also in the show, the house is literally like across the street and a house over from me. So the show is based in the 70s. The Al Pacino's in it. The kid from Perks of Being a Wallflower, the main character from Perks, is in it. The guy who plays Ted Mosby, How I Met Your Mother, Josh Radner, is the comedic relief. And the plot of the show is Al Pacino is a Jew who survived the Holocaust, and he is hunting down Nazis who either snuck into the United States like illegally or were brought by the United States government for scientific purposes so that they didn't lose out on the science to the Russians. Because that's a real thing. We did not get to the moon on just American ingenuity We got there with help from Nazi scientists. That is a real scientific take-to-the-bank fact. So just wanted to, you know, things your history teacher didn't tell you. Nazi,
1: NASA, not too far off.
0: A little bit of a stretch. But anyways, good show. Really good show. Really enjoyed it. I will say uh, I've been crushing through the Amazon Prime stuff and noticing a little bit of a trend. Uh, Because I'm now watching The Boys. I'll finish that. But uh, there's also some tie ins with the whole Germans who came to America after World War II, who used to be Nazis because of science in there. And there's also a show called The Man in the High Tower, which is about a disotopian future where the Japanese Empire and Uh, Nazi Germany won World War II, and America split in half. So that's three shows on Amazon Prime that all have to do with Nazis, which is a little suspect.
1: Have you seen the episode or the series where the Nazis escape Germany post-war World War II, and they escape to Antarctica?
0: No, I haven't. Is that also on Amazon Prime? I feel like it would. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What is up with Amazon Prime and all the Nazis? That's really maybe
1: maybe Jeff Bezos is like a ex-Nazi.
0: I definitely am going to edit that out, but.
1: (laughs) Oh, because he's listening to this? He's one of the listeners?
0: Yes. Definitely edit that out. (laughs) Um, Well, a lot of World War II based stuff on Amazon Prime. Joe, flip the coin on you. What have you been listening to? Because I know you really haven't been watching as much TV as I have.
1: I never do. Recently, there were these three fire playlists added to the BrickHouse uh, podcast Spotify 2020 put those Flavors, out. 2020 Juice, and 2020 Burner. I spent countless hours dwindling down the uh, top songs in rap, hip-hop, electronic, and indie for your listening pleasure. So please check it out. I've been loving it. Andrew.
0: I listened to the indie one the other day. Big Gas. I had to do some errands. We're trying to make my apartment a little nicer. So I went to the Target in the Lower East Side and got some stuff. And they didn't have everything I wanted. And there's a Bed Bath & Beyond up on 14th. And I was like, I can walk that far. Like, it's not that cold. I've got a nice playlist. Really solid walking playlist. Literally walked from Lower East Side all the way up to 14th Street. That's like seven or eight subway stops. Or no, maybe I don't don't know how long it was. Not important. I get to Bed Bath & Beyond closed until summer of 2021 because they're redesigning the store. Walked all the way there. Great playlist to walk to. So that was a real dagger. But one
1: other album I'm really into I'm going to pronounce this wrong because it's in Spanish.
0: You know I don't speak Spanish. In English, please.
1: Ranil y su con, con junto Tropical by Ranil. Really cool instrumental, like kind of like tropical jazz music. It sounds like uh, the guitar strings haven't been changed in three years. Uh, but really cool. Definitely check Did that out that if that you're looking for like a tropical dance album.
0: I didn't know not changing guitar strings was like a thing that would change the effect.
1: Yeah, it it would sound uh, either more dull or eventually just like kind of like tinny, like a tin can.
0: How often do you change your strings?
1: On the guitar, I'm playing regularly, like three or four months.
0: It's like a normal person gets a haircut, just not us.
1: Correct. Andrew, what have you been listening to recently?
0: So it's been a while since we taped. We taped the last episode prior to this, I think, on... December 30th, and then the news came out on New Year's Eve. One of the best rappers of all time, often revered as your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, found out he was English, by the way, originally.
1: But he lived in Long Beach, Long Island.
0: Yes. And that would be MF Doom, passed away. He actually passed away on October 31st, Halloween, as the normal people would call it, not me being weird on this podcast. The family didn't announce it, and the announcement came out. He came out at like 5 o'clock on New Year's Eve, and I remember immediately just throwing on rap snitches, and I have pretty much listened to MF Doom every day since, and I, I would say an MF Doom song probably comes into the either the playlist of current hip-hop that I'm listening to or old-school hip-hop on a regular basis. I, I probably listen to one MF Doom song every day, but now I feel like I'm listening to Doom constantly. I cannot get enough of MF Doom. And the fact that we lost him is... Inc- it's a monumental loss, I feel like, for hip-hop. And and I say this. If someone told me their favorite rapper was MF Doom, I would just assume they're a better hip-hop fan than I am. Like, he's so good. And the stories about him are insane. Like, how he always had the mask on. He used to... Was in a rap group with his brother. The fact that he would have live shows and then have someone else go out and perform with the mf doom face on i hope they keep doing that i would totally go see mf doom next week i don't care that he's dead i would i want the magic to keep going
1: i'm 100 percent certain Hannibal burris was one of the guests that came out as mf doom
0: you're correct and I, I know for i know that's a fact that Hannibal did it but the fact that we lost doom i mean i could go on and on about like favorite tracks but you got a
1: few have you seen the video where doom and onyx the rapper from the 90s they're talking to like a congress member or like a delegate about getting a young black and people of color to register to vote he's like 19 years old and he's talking about going on college tours performing music and signing people up to vote i haven't seen that but that's again it's Incredible. amazing it's great
0: he, it's amazing lyrically top five of all time i, I don't think it's really a debate I can't I, I know what I've listened to of his and I know I haven't listened to every single track, but uh, I listened to I feel like I've listened to Mad Villainy, which is Mad Lib producing MF Doom, which is why it's not under the MF Doom name a bunch since this came out. The album with uh one beer, I listened to that a whole Mm-food. bunch. Yeah, mm food. Incredible. Doomsday's
1: great as well. He has the Sade uh sample. He's track two on that. He just released a track with Bad Bad Not Good earlier this year.
0: It was for a video game. I think yeah, it was either, Grand either
1: Cyberpunk or Grand Theft Auto, one of those two. I was listening to uh, Mad Villainy today, and I was listening to the second-to-last track. I just looked up the name of it. Great Day, I think it's called. And the amount of thought that Mad Lib put into the beat, it's like every single snare hit sounds like a different snare drum. And he sampled all of that shit from different jazz and whatever records so like imagine how much time it took for him to sample one snare sound and then put another snare sound in it's it's crazy but it's that's that's why it's you know one of the best rap albums of all time
0: speaking of mad lib and and, and mad villain there was apparently a sequel that was 85 percent done that i want i need that right now like when that album when that album drops that friday that album drops we were both taking off work and we are just listening to MF Doom all day. That's all I want. It's if you want to be a part of it, we'll we'll Skype you in. We'll we'll Zoom you in. Just we're having we're having a virtual. Or who knows? Maybe it'll come out after a, if it comes out in the middle of the spring, and we can sit outside. We're having an outdoor gathering where all we do is listen to Mad Villainy Two. Done. Put it on the books. You put out those playlists right for all, what we talked about. What was the hip hop one and R and B one called again?
1: I believe that was 2020 Flavors.
0: So I was looking through it, and it's uncanny how many times the following producers came up. The Alchemist, Mad Lib, DJ Premier. If we had to do a Mount Rushmore of the Brickhouse podcast, best producers of all time, I think it's undoubtedly those three. As, As we know, I got big mad that Joe didn't tell me that a new Gangstar song came out, and now he can be big mad at me that... Al Pacino was driving down my block for Hunters. Uber butthurt. So buttered. Yeah. <laughs> Who do we put at number four? Who do we who's the you know, the Teddy Roosevelt of that Mount Rushmore?
1: First one that comes to mind is Rick Rubin. You know, he's one okay. of the OGs. He's worked with everyone. Not even just rap. He's worked with Slayer, he worked with Johnny Cash, he worked with Mac Miller, he worked with Jay Z. The list goes on. Beastie Boys. Jay Dilla comes to mind as well. He's one of the best. He worked uh, with Erica Baidu, Common. De La Soul. De La Soul is golden age hip hop with the standing
0: bass at its absolute best. Love me some De La Soul.
1: And he also did a lot with uh, Slum Village. Well, I, th- I think he was the DJ in Slum Village. If you okay. don't know them, definitely check out Slum Village. Like late 90s, early 2000s. Like real hip hop.
0: I'm going to throw a couple names at you. I don't know if he's done enough work outside of the main group and those rappers, but there's some pretty powerful rappers. Is Rizza from
1: Wu-Tang Clan in the conversation? He's in the conversation. I feel like he'd be like- I don't think he's it. The sixth president.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I'd think i co-sign with that. I'd agree with that. He's not doing well right now. He's uh, in the hospital with a brain aneurysm, but Dr. Dre needs absolutely deserve- I, I feel like Dr. Dre is probably my number four. If if I if I had to put that up, I mean everything he did with N.W.A., obviously the Chronic, all the stuff he did with Snoop Dogg, everything with Eminem, tracks he's done for Kendrick, like it's it's fucking Dr. Dre. Like I, I kind of feel like it's Dr. Dre, and the man's in the hospital right now with a, with recovering from a brain aneurysm, which is a very very difficult medical thing to recover from. I hope this is wrong, and I hope he is able to recover and has years to go. But I think there's a real chance. I mean, we're mourning MF Doom on this episode. There's a chance we may have to do a an album mourning Dr. Dre at some point in 2021, which is I hate saying
1: that, but it's just out of the four producers that we've mentioned, Dr. Dre takes the cake. The only one I would maybe argue could take his spot is Pharrell, but Dr. Dre is, like I said, one of the OGs. He's been doing this since the mid-80s. He used to DJ nightclubs in LA before he ended up Dude, can you
0: imagine? Can you imagine? We, like, we need to build a time machine. Fire up the time machine.
1: You've got a big daddy out there and you want to come.
0: Let's go back to a club in, in LA and, and just go see Dr. Dre spinning vinyl. That would be so cool. I got one last one. And we don't think of him as, as a producer as much as we should because he did have a summer of hits. It's kind of hard not to put Kanye on the Mount Rushmore of, of producers. The Nas album was amazing, in my opinion. Kid Cudi album that he did, Kid Ghost, was great.
1: Going way back, all the shit he did with Jay-Z. And oh, the, yeah. com- the Common album, B, yep. that's all Kanye West. And that, that album is a perfect rap album.
0: The Push album, the last Push album, was amazing, and I think he's gonna do the next Push album too. It's, get, it, it's supposed to come out in twenty twenty one. I've heard I've heard good things about it, just on what I've read. But it's hard not to put Kanye in the conversation. Shout out Kanye, getting divorced, leaving the Kardashian family, quote unquote. I don't know, it's not officially official, but the fact that Kim hired a lawyer means he's getting out. Which
1: someone mentioned to me that every man that has ever fucked with the Kardashians is either dead. Or, like, mentally fucked. Think about it. O.J. Simpson. He was fucking the mom. He's in jail. He's fucking crazy. Not anymore. He's not the anymore. Lawyer, he's- the lawyer. He's dead. Lamar Odom. Whatever happened to him? Who knows? Chris Humphreys. What the fuck happened to that guy? Chris Who's Humphreys good? was a below average NBA player from Well, the start now he's though. a like, below, below average. Well, here's whatever the thing, below subpar, He's he's under that.
0: <laughs> Chris Humphreys was not... Like, if Kim Kardashian was an NBA player... She would be far higher. Like she would be like like Kim Kardashian would be going to every All Star game, and Chris Humphreys was nowhere, not even in the same league. Like whatever I mean, happened to Ray Bush, Jay. Ray Jay.
1: No one ever talks about Ray J anymore. Ray J's doing fine. Is
0: Are you sure? Ray J's When's doing the last fine. Time you checked on Ray J? Yes, he's doing fine. I mean, never once in my life have I ever checked on Ray J because we're not boys like that. Uh, Reggie Bush is doing okay. I know he's doing uh, he's doing TV work for college football stuff. He had a he, had a, he won a Super Bowl with the with all the right, Saints. One dude. So one Reggie dude. Bush is doing fine. Yeah, but uh, apparently Cristiano Ronaldo and 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 Kim K had had a brief thing. He's he's doing just fine too. I don't I don't know if I, I look. I'm all down for this Kardashian curse that you're trying to spin my way, but I, I don't know if I'm buying it. Do you think Kanye? Is going to do better music now that he's not a part of the Kardashian?
1: That's a really tough question. Uh, a big part of me thinks that ship has sailed a long time ago. I think maybe we'll hear some decent movies. Is it really a
0: long time ago? Yeah,
1: it is. Like he had that
0: album, the gospel album. It was decent. It was okay. I mean, I'm, Life of Pablo was what? Only 20- 20 years ago, man. 16? Five years is a long time. Yeah. I still thought, I mean, I thought Kitsy Ghost is probably the best thing he's done since then. Yeah, but even, I don't know, that was what, like 20 minutes, something like that? I would take a 20-minute Great Kanye album, though. I don't really care. We've talked, we've kind of talked about on this pod that music is, that albums are getting shorter, and we're kind of okay with that. Like, I don't have an issue with that at all.
1: I don't either, but no, I I think the best of Kanye is, is long gone.
0: That would be quite the comeback, to be totally honest.
1: I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him, man.
0: Yeah. I wanna see it so bad that like I wanna see Kanye perform live and I don't necessarily want it to be a gospel performance. Not that I, I would still go to the gospel performance. That's we've been on on record on that. But I wanna see Kanye rap. I wanna see him do stuff from graduation. I wanna see him do stuff from early from late registration. I wanna see him do stuff from Life of Pablo, insert other album here. I wanna see Kanye live and I really hope he gets back to it.
1: While we're on the topic of best of We have a call.
0: Hello. And I actually just started listening to your podcast. Great podcast, by the way. And the one thing I would like to ask um, you guys is, I'm not sure if you've done this in the past since I just started listening, but what are your top five, like, personal favorite albums? They don't have to have a lot of, like, album sales or charting, but what are your top five like go-to albums that you can play at any time, whatever mood you're in. And they just hit every time. So it'll be nice to find out from you guys, you know, what are your favorites? Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Time to officially update the record. I feel like this is the right time to do it. I don't know if you've ever done this on the pot. We've done a million top fives. Maybe we haven't, but you know what I mean? Top five records all time. And I want to state this because, first of all, once we put this album out, we'll let you guys submit your top fives. Just do it on Instagram at Brickhouse Pod. We'll put up a thing for you guys to send in yours and we'll share yours and tag you guys in it on Instagram. So be ready for that. This is not your top five greatest albums. This is your personal top five of all time. I don't want to hear, like, oh, I put this album on there because it's a great album. I want your top five favorite records of all time. And I believe. That justification is a living, breathing document. It is not set in stone. Your top five will change sometimes by the month, sometimes by the year, other times by the decade, and other times by the day. The top five all-time records is supposed to change because you change. So here in January of 2021, Joe and I will give you our top five all-time And I'm not doing this in any order. This is just off the dome.
1: You take the reins today.
0: Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Every time. It might be the most complete album on my list. It is front to back, perfect. Production's perfect. The rhymes are perfect. It's one of my favorite vinyls that I own. In fact, if you told me, Andrew, you have to get the fuck out of your apartment right now. You can grab one vinyl. I'm grabbing... Well, it's hard not to say that between some of my bootleg Jimi Hendrix live albums but I'm grabbing Midnight Marauders, and I'm running. Next on my list, Houses of the Holy Led Zeppelin. Hard not to say Zeppelin 4. We all know how much of a Zeppelin fan I am, but I think Houses of the Holy has just as good, if not better, hits between The Ocean, which is a personal favorite. It starts off with The Song Remains the Same, The Rain Song, which is an incredibly like soft but powerful song, Over the Hills and Far Away, one of my favorite Zeppelin songs of all time, Dancing Days, How Do You Not Love Dancing Days, no Quarter, which is like a weird, trippy, but awesome, psychedelic rock song. Perfect album. And it's eight tracks. And the funniest thing about it, it's named after a Led Zeppelin track that's not on the album. It Actually, they decided to move it onto the next album because they felt it didn't fit the album. Still named it House of the Holy. Coming in number three, No Shock Here, 40 Ounces to Freedom Sublime. When I die, the first thing I want to be told is how many times I've listened to 40 Ounces to Freedom front to back. It still makes my day. In fact, a few months ago, I was having a bad time and Joda said to me, "Go outside, take a walk, put on 40 Ounces of Freedom, you'll be okay." If someone told me that every day for the rest of my someone told me that every day for the rest of my life, I think I would have a great rest of my life. We'll stick with the California vibe. Kendrick Lamar, damn perfect hip-hop album. I was looking at the streams on Spotify. Almost every single track on this album has been streamed over 100 million times. That's fucking ridiculous. Great features, very diverse features from Rihanna to U2's on it. I also love the fact that people think that you should listen to this album in reverse. I think that's like a really cool, unique thing. Some of Kendrick's best verses are on this. A lot of people will tell you Good Kid, Mad City. I'm not going to fight with you on Good Kid. I wouldn't fight you if you said to Pimp a Butterfly. I wouldn't fight you if you said the album that came, the album with no title tracks. I don't care. I had to put a Kendrick album on this. Damn is my personal favorite from when it came out to now. I was like, is it still on my list? And then I started listening to just the opening two seconds of every song, and I got hype off of every single one. Perfect album. Doesn't miss. And I got to close. I have a poster on my wall of the man. I've loved this album since I was like in... I don't remember when I listened to this album all the way through for the first time, but I definitely remember listening to it all the way through a lot in college, and this album still means a lot to me. And it's not title fight. Never mind. By Nirvana. Like, fine. Sue me. I have three albums that came out in like ninety two to ninety four on this list. Ninety two to ninety three, I think. Not important. Or I think uh, Minute Marauders might have been ninety six. No, no, that was ninety three. Anyways, yes. There's three albums from the early nineties on here. But we know if you listen to this podcast, I am early nineties. That's all my all my musical interests really stems from that in the seventies. That being said, Nevermind is is a perfect punk album. It's a perfect grunge album. It's got everything and I love it so much and it still makes me want to run through a brick wall and also like contemplate my life and get hyped and go crush it. I love Kurt Cobain. I'm I'm not going to apologize for that. Like why why would I ever apologize for that? All right, Joe. Let's hear it. Your top 5.
1: So to preface, this isn't my top 5 best albums of all time. It's my top yeah, top 5 I'm listening to right now been listening to for the past year number five unknown mortal orchestra multi-love so i will say my favorite is their album too but i've been really into multi-love of recent fantastic album uh quest love the famed drummer from the roots he ranked one of the songs from this album in his top songs of the last decade so if it's cool by him cool by me number four tycho his album dive Fantastic album for driving, fantastic album for being in nature, going for a run, you name it. It's it's all instrumental, synths, guitars, drum beats, drum machines, fantastic. Number three.
0: You know what else it's really good for? Tell me. It's got a beautiful print that is now hanging on my wall. Aww.
1: You're welcome. Number three, John Coltrane, My Favorite Things. There's only four tracks on this amazing classic album. Two of the tracks are over 11 minutes. Great. It's, it's a classic. It's fantastic. He takes four standards of uh, Broadway and, uh, I guess, pop music, and he does the John Coltrane thing and just makes it fucking otherworldly. Number two, A Tribe Called Quest. What album is this, Andrew?
0: Oh, it's not it's not the same one as me, but it's, um oh, God.
1: You're wrong. It is the same one as We got the jazz. You. Hold on. What? It is the same one as you, Midnight Marauders.
0: Oh, wow! This is proof that this is indeed a living document because we have talked about how Joe used to think that Low End Theory was. I still do. This I still think it's the okay. superior
1: album. But on the drive okay. on the drive home today, they were playing the top 500 rap songs, hip hop songs of all time on one of the serious XM channels. And after the Two Chains and Lil Wayne song "Rich as Fuck," came Award Tour by Trap go quests and That's a
0: little low for award twelve. I agree,
1: I agree. But it, it just reaffirmed how great of a song that was and how great of an album that is. I mean electric relaxations on that other track that I can't say the, the title of for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it ends with what lyrics to go and check the rhyme?
0: No, mm, uh, lyrics to go and God comes through. Yeah. Check the rhymes on um Low no
1: that's right. And number one. I was going to put Modest Mouse, but that's, that's of all time. For right now and the last year or two, it's been Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Perfect, perfect rap album. Tells the story. The beats are amazing. They take a Beach House song. They put it in reverse. And then all of a sudden, it's Money Trees. Fucking genius. Who would think of that?
0: That wraps up season three. Excited for some of the things we have in store for season four.
1: Yeah, not too shabby, looking... Don't want to gloat, but yeah. I'd say this was a pretty good season. But next season, season four, we got big things planned, and we have a new guest that will be appearing on the Brickhouse pod with Andrew and I, Mr. Casey Wu. Year, 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 year,
0: year, year, year. Hey, yo, Joe, Andrew, I've been listening to the Brickhouse. Good shit, good shit. Sounds good. Uh, you know, I feel like it's missing a little something. I don't know, it needs It needs uh, pizzazz, a little... Uh, Salt a little shabang. My number is six, four, two, two, eight. Well, I think I think the word I think the word you're looking for there is
1: contributor. Contributor, yeah. Contributor, co-host.
0: Nice know, you know, correspondent. Adding to the team, yes. Correspondent, adding to the team, expanding the team.
1: We picked him up on free agency.
0: Signed him on a 10-day contract, playing for a full year, league minimum for a veteran. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace.
1: i